I do believe that in an individual's life that you can either live for God and it could become a drudgery. It could become almost as a, you feel it's a, you know, it's almost a pain at times, but you're living for God because, you know, you're, you're scared to, to go to hell. But you know, I believe that an individual can live for God and enjoy it. Amen. And can enjoy it. Amen. I said they can enjoy it. Amen. I want to preach to you that it is the devil's business tonight to try to cause you to feel that it's hard to live for God. But it's easy. I said it's very easy. When you understand a few things, amen, and when you understand that to live for God is not a bunch of camps, but it's a bunch of cans, amen. I can, I can, and now I can't. Praise God. Let's go tonight to 1 Samuel, the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter number 11. And as you quickly go to that, I want to give you the title that I am going to preach tonight. My title tonight is, There Are No Peace Treaties with the Devil. There are no peace treaties with the devil. There are no peace treaties with the devil. 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse number 1. Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Gabish Gilead. And all the men of Gabish said unto Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve thee. Now you must understand that Nahash was an enemy of the children of God. They are Ammonites. And they came up and they encamped against Gabish Gilead, which was a a tribe which was a group of the children of the Lord. And the men of Jabesh now said unto Nahash, their enemy, make a covenant with us, and we will serve thee. And Nahash the Ammonite answered them, On this condition will I make a covenant with you, that I may thrust out all your right eyes, and lay it for a reproach, Upon all uh, Israel. And the elders of Gabish, Jabesh said unto him, Give us seven days respite, that we may send messengers into all of the coast of Israel. And then, if there be no man to save us, we will come out to thee. Nahash, give us seven days. Give us a week. We'll send forth messengers. And if there is no man to come to save us, then we will come to thee, we will make a covenant with thee, and you can thrust out all of our right eyes. I want to go to Jude, right before the book of Revelations. Jude chapter 1, verse number 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Praise God. Let's ask the Lord tonight to bless the word.
Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts tonight. We love you, Jesus. We praise you tonight. We thank you, God, for the word. We're asking you, God, to speak to our hearts tonight. Help us to understand, oh God, that there's no giving in to peer pressure. There's no giving in to the tricks of the devil. There's no covenants to be made. There's no peace treaties to make with the devil tonight. We're asking you tonight to give us strength to preach the word that we feel that you've laid upon our hearts to deliver unto your people tonight. We'll give you the praise for it in the precious name of Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. I'm going to preach fast tonight. Praise God. There are no peace treaties with the devil. Everybody say that. There are no peace treaties with the devil. There are no peace treaties with the devil. Solomon began to write. He began to warn us of the traps and the snares that the enemy will lay out before us. As seducing spirits that will come and will try to drain you spiritually. Peter tells us to be sober, to be awakened, to be vigilant, to be watchful because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want you to know tonight there have been times that you have faced the devil. There have been times that you have heard his roar. There have been times that you have felt sometimes even his bite. But I want you to know a child of God that has got their whole heart turned to the Lord. There is a roar that comes from the devil but his bite is taken away from when Daniel went into the lion's den the Lord took the bite out of those roaring lions I want you to know tonight there are no peace treaties with the devil there's no giving in to peer pressures there's no giving in to the things that the devil will bring before you the apostle Jude in his writings he began to write unto the church he began to write not just to a particular church he began to write to all the believers he first of all acknowledged himself as being a servant of the Lord and a servant unto the church he says I write this letter to those of you that are sanctified those of you that are sold out to God those of you that have consecrated your lives those of you that have separated yourselves those who are still unshaken by the persecution and by compromise and by the pressures of the world he said those of you that are still standing firm to the faith that was delivered unto you he said I see a danger that the church is going to be exposed to to the church that has already seen the effects of the enemy he said I see a danger and I write to you those that have this common salvation reason why he said this common salvation was because he wanted the church to know that this salvation belongs to all men it belongs to those that are hungry that they could come and be filled with the spirit of God Jude writes we must earnestly contend for the faith what am I going to preach about I'm not preaching about faith with healing I'm not preaching about where the lame's going to walk but I'm preaching about that doctrine that sound doctrine that we stand for I want you to know the devil would like to come and try to offer you a peace treaty to let down but friend of mine we need to contend for the faith the faith that sound doctrine that we have heard praise from the very beginning that faith I said the faith the sound doctrine 
that which you have heard preached to you by the apostles of the Lord, by his disciples. Jude was saying, you need to contend for the faith. When you were born into the church, you were not born doing your Hail Marys. You were not born sitting on a pew playing patty cake. But you were born into the church through repentance, through water baptism, through Holy Ghost and filling, through holy living. I want you to know that's where you came into the church. We don't need to look for a back door. We don't need to look for a door or try to find an easier way to live. But friend of mine, it still takes repentance. It still takes water baptism. It still takes Holy Ghost and filling. It still takes holy living. And you said, we must earnestly contend for the faith. He said, hold fast to the truth which you have received. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, and let no man take thy crown. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. What he was telling Timothy is, Timothy, get a hold of your faith. Timothy, get a hold of your faith. Because if you lay down that standard, if you lay down that firm doctrine, he said the enemy will try to cause you to let it down. The enemy will try to cause you just to patty cake around a little while. But Timothy, you've got to fight the good fight of faith. There will come a time when men will not endure sound doctrine, but they will, after their own lust, shall heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. I want you to know it was Paul that said, let no man deceive you with vain words for because of these things there cometh wrath of God when the children that will be disobedient unto those things that they know to do the Bible says that God's wrath will be poured out be not either for partakers with them who those that have turned from the truth those that have decided to walk a different pathway Paul said he said leave them alone let them go their direction but you need to hang on to truth they will compromise. I said, Paul said, they'll compromise. But we're going to hang on to that sound doctrine that was delivered unto the church. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not either for partakers with them. For ye were sometimes in darkness. But now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them I want you to know Jude said beware because there are going to be those that are going to come Jesus said those who come in sheep's clothing but they're wave, ra raving wolves they're out to destroy they're out to pick they're out to take from you the things that you stand for Jude said there will be those who will come unawares false teachers who once believed False teachers who said yes at one time this is the way but you said they were going to come and they were going to say well it's not needed any longer you said there's going to be those that were going to come and say repentance isn't all where it's at you said they were going to come and tell you that no longer was it was it needful to to feel the importance of baptism in the name of Jesus or there are those that will tell you just any way that fits your fancy is fine. 
They'll put you down in whatever name you want to go down in. Muhammad. Baal. A friend of mine, Jude, said, Hang on. Hang on to the truth. In fact, the Word of God says, Buy the truth and sell it not. He said, There's going to be those that are compromised truth. There will be those that will begin to make sport out of sound doctrine. Paul said, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. For in a mind, you begin to diddle-daddle around in the things that are not right. You begin to try to, to go into those things that you know. But thank God, I'm not trying to please man tonight. I want God to be pleased with my life. I want God to be pleased with the way that I live. Who are you trying to please? Paul said, brethren, mark them which cause division. Mark them which cause offenses. Contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And avoid them. You want a lot of problems with individuals. I've seen individuals lose out with God. Because they begin to fellowship with the wrong crowd. Oh yes, they went out and they said, well, I'm just trying to be a, a witness to them. I'm just trying to be a light to them in the dark world that they're living in. But the problem was, they got too close to the dark. I said, they got too close to the darkness. They got too too familiar with their ways. They got too, too carried away with the atmosphere and the things that they were indulging in. And friend of mine, instead of being a witness unto them, they were actually a failure to God, I want you to know Paul said, mark them which cause divisions and offenses that are contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Avoid them. The best and the easiest way to keep your act right and to keep your act together is to stay away from the traps and the snares that the enemy would leave before you. Don't ever think that you can win a young man in order to have him ask you to be his bride. Don't ever think you can go out in the world and see if you can win a young lady and court them and say, oh, I'm just trying to get them to church. I'm just trying to get their soul saved. Friend of mine, it doesn't work. It may work once in a while, but friend of mine, the devil has got a way to lay a trap. There's no peace treaties with the devil. Paul said there's going to be those that are going to blow a trumpet there's going to be those that are going to be called so-called preachers of the word. And they're going to blow a trumpet. And it may sound good. But it's making a complete different sound. It doesn't sound like the right sound that my ears have been attended to. It doesn't sound like the same sound that I've been used to listening. I want you to know, Paul said, to avoid them. Solomon proclaimed, you better buy the truth and sell it not. You better get the word of God in your heart. You better love it. I said, you better love it. You better love it. You better know it. You better live it. I can understand 
Brother Elder, why mamas and daddies that sometimes when the preacher gets to preaching, he begins to lay it down the line. He begins to name sin. He begins to just tell it like it is. I can't understand why mamas and daddies behind their breasts will say, I wish he'd stay out of my pig pen. I wish he'd stay out of my territory. I wish he'd stay out of my living quarters. I want you to know the preacher is only trying to see your children saved. He's only trying to lead you to those pearly white gates when the preacher preaches. And when he tells you what you must do to be saved and how you need to live holy, friend of mine, if you do anything, you need to stand to your feet and thank God for the preacher that'll preach it like it is. If we ever shout, if we ever run the aisles, it better be with the preacher's preaching about salvation. Let me say that again. If we ever shout, if we ever run the aisle, don't let it be said that we just shout when the music's just right. Don't let it be said that we just shout when the right person's singing. Don't let it be said that it's got to be just that right song. But oh, let it be said that when the man of God gets behind the pulpit and begins to preach the word of God, that I'll stand on my feet and I'll have a dancing in my feet and that I'll have running in my legs and that I'll have a shout in my voice. Friend of mine, it's the word of God that's going to save us. Preacher, just don't tickle my ears. Preacher, just don't tickle my ears. There's a lot of people, they just want the preacher to preach the things that just won't, won't cross them. They want the preacher just to preach those things that'll fit their fancy. But friend of mine, give me a preacher that'll name sin. Give me a preacher that'll tell me it's a sin. Ben, for all I have the long hair, it's a sin, lady, to cut your hair. I want you to give me a preacher that'll preach sin. Here we are. So many of us, because the preacher steps on our toes. So many of us, because our feathers have been ruffled. So many of us, because the preacher preached about my kids and where they're living. We're not going to be there next Sunday morning. We're going to see what the preacher thinks about that. Friend of mine, what you're actually doing is you're sending your family on a one-way road to hell. Friend of mine, love the preacher for the preach word of God. Love the preacher for name is sin. Love the preacher for trying to help save your family. One of the greatest scriptures that I love is found in Psalms. It's a great peace of they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing. Nothing preached shall be a stumbling block unto you. I don't care what the. I don't care. I don't care if he steps all over my toes. Oh, God. I love thy word. I want to be saved. There is nothing, oh God, worth hanging on to if it's going to keep me out of those pearly white gates. Friend of mine, give me a preacher. Give me a preacher like your preacher that'll stand behind the pulpit. He don't care who's sitting in the house of God. He don't care if it's the mayor of Hutchinson. He don't care if it's any political leader in the state of Kansas. He's going to preach what does say the word of God. I want you to know we need to love what we believe. We need to love what God has given to us. We need to love the salvation that God has given to us, the church. Don't compromise truth with me, preacher. There's too many preachers today that are just preaching messages. Too many preachers today that are just 
preaching fancy sermons. Too many preachers today are just trying to, you know, sway the crowds. Too many preachers just wanting to have a big church with numbers, but they won't preach. They won't preach until the church has got to give up some worldly things that they're hanging on to in order to be saved. Oh, preach it to me straight. Preach it to me straight. Preach it hard. Amen. Preach it hard. If you step on my toes a little while, preacher, go ahead. As you're stepping on my toes, I'm going to be dancing in between. Oh, preacher, if you're stepping on my toes tonight, that's all right. Because I get excited when that preacher loves me enough to tell me I'm doing wrong. And that I need to get my act together. Hallelujah. The enemy will come. And he will try to destroy your faith. He will try to tear down your walls of defense. He will try to get into any way that he can to get into the door. If he can get in just a little big toe, friend of mine, he's got an avenue. He's not going to stop there, but he's going to come in like a flood. Don't ever think, oh, preacher, it's just a little thing. Oh, yes, I know that you you stand against it. But, you know, it's not really, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. But, oh, it's a loophole that the devil's been looking for for a long time. I said it's a loophole that the devil's been looking for to get into your household, to get into your family, to destroy your walk with God. I want you to know when the devil gets a foot into the door he doesn't stop until he can swing that door wide open and come in like a flood and when you least expect it he'll start to cut down everything that you stand for and pretty soon you won't be seeing sin like sin really is but it'll deceive your eyes and you will not see it like it really is he'll tear down everything that you stand for the enemy will try to chip away a little bit at a time with your faith to where in time he will totally have you defeated and there won't be anything that you can do oh how many mamas and daddies have have fallen on their face before God in the midnight hour because of a child that got rebellious because of a child that would not take correction because of a child that said I'm going to do my own thing it had to start somewhere there had to be a seed planted somewhere oh I want you to know when you walk home and you begin to talk about the preacher and you begin to talk about the message that the preacher preached about and you begin to say hey I don't really think he needed to get that heavy I don't really think he needed to get that strong I don't think he really needed to preach about that little thing I want you to know you've got ears that are listening there are ears that are taking everything that you say in front of mine that is the very seed that the devil will plant to cause a child to become rebellious against you don't say I can't understand preacher why they've turned against mom and daddy I can't understand preacher why they turned against the church you better remember you better remember there are ears that are listening to everything that you say and I want you to know the devil is going to jump on it. He's going to plant that seed of rebellion in that child. And there's nothing that you'll be able to do to stop that seed from germinating and from growing. Oh, it's time that we quit having the preacher for breakfast. And for lunch. And for dinner. And for snacks in between. How important is it for your family's salvation?
Oh. Here we go. We grab our family. Sister, why don't you help me? We grab our family. And we're grabbing together. And here we go. I don't want to embarrass you, but I just got to have someone for an example. Give me a few children. You two young boys, come on. Amen. Here we go, Brother Elder. We're on our way to town. Oh, they call us holy rollers. They're always making fun. And here we are. Hope no one sees me here today. And we got the devil. He's got us so, so nervous and so scared about what we stand for. We don't want anyone to see us. We don't want anyone to ask us if we're one of them. Oh, oh! I want you to know there's need something to get a hold of us. I said, there's something that needs to get a hold of us. I like this young man here. Oh, yes. He went, I went with him the other day. Everywhere we went, he was inviting someone to church. Friend of mine, we need to get excited about what God has given to us. I said, we need to get excited about this doctrine that God has given to us. Oh, ladies, we got long hair. Thank God. Be proud of that hair that God has blessed you with. Young men, be proud of the short hair that you can wear because you're trying to identify with the Lord you don't want to look like the world but you want to look like God you want to look like in his image you want to be pleasing unto him well here we go yeah yeah uh, so you go to apostolic faith you're one of those guys that don't believe in watching TV. That's my preacher. That's what he preaches. My preacher's against it. You're one of those that don't believe in going to the, to the movie theater. Yeah, that's what the preacher stands against. We're at school and you mean you don't go to school dances? If my pastor found out, I'd be grounded. You mean you don't you don't get involved in organized sports? I really want to, but my church doesn't believe in it. Uh, it's like oh, I don't want nobody to know <laughs> I don't want to get embarrassed you know all along is Jesus is looking at those nails card hands looking at the that scar that's in his side and wondering, I did this just for them. But it was the preacher why I can't do this. The preacher's the reason why I can't go there. But oh, thank God for the individual that says, yes, we don't believe in watching that thing because of his filth, because of the garbage, because of the pollutions of the world that it portrays. Do you know in the big city of Los Angeles, California,
Did you know that the school district, one of the largest school districts in the North America, sent literature home with their children with it saying, if your child watches three or 30 minutes of television a day, they have watched too much. The world is beginning to realize the garbage. They're beginning to realize the pollutions and the things that it's doing to our children's minds. They're realizing the things that are taking place and how young people will try to mimic the things that they see on the boob tube. The things that they see, the brother said a one-eyed devil the other day. I want you to know that they're realizing the trash and the things that they're causing our young people to get involved with and to do. Oh, there are those, and I just heard this the other day. I did not know this, but a very close friend of mine who is the pastor of the church that I home based out of brother Philip White said as he lives in the city of Burbank California you can be seated he was telling us the other day brother elder that oh how everyone thinks Disney is such a you know, so, you know there's nothing wrong with Disney all they do is show you know things that are just for the children it's family it's family uh, enjoyment but he told us the other day that there was a man that he rode on a plane with that worked for Disney he was one of the very top nonchalant men that worked in that company they said they got rid of him because of the stand that he stood for I want you to know he began to tell a pastor friend of mine he began to tell him this you will not believe this pastor but I want you to know that every single individual that works for Walt Disney in Disney productions that they are all gays that every single one of them are effeminate that every single one of them in the high up our archie they are gays and that they are trying to infiltrate into Disney into those productions that they put out they're trying to get it in there where every once in a while they'll slip in a little bit of this gay rights a little bit of these gay things that you see I want you to know the devil is trying to find an enroll he's trying to get in he's trying to get into the homes he's trying to get into the lives I want you to know we cannot have any peace treaties with the devil I said we cannot have any peace treaties with the devil but we've got to stand for truth we've got to stand for righteousness we've got to stand for godly living he was saying how he was talking about how in the parade how they would mark Now on their emblem, forgive me, I can't exactly remember the emblem and what it said, but it was, it was given there the Disney, and it had the Disney symbol. And how on that banner, that to the naked eye, just by glancing, you could not see, but there were in bright letters, was the word A. All the other letters were another color, but if you just looked at it right, you would see the letters that spelled out the word gay was all a different color. And to the, to the eye that was looking upon it would realize that they were marching for gay rights. I want you to know that we have a devil. We have an adversary that is as a roaring lion. He is coming to seek and he is coming to devour. He is coming to destroy lives. He is coming to take your very life from you. Mamas and daddies, Fight for faith. Fight for the word of God. Fight for righteousness.
fight. Fight for godliness. Fight for holiness. Fight for it. Because there's no peace treaties with the devil. You know, there's so many, I know it's getting late, but I feel this on my heart, Brother Elder. Young people, moms and dads, I've heard too many young people when they talk about standards, the standards of the church. So many of them act like they are their chains and their iron fetters that are upon our ankles and our wrists, telling us we can't go here and we can't go there and oh we can't have any fun. And that is their reaction to the standards of the church. We look at it all in the wrong perspective. We look at it in the wrong eye view. And actually, when we talk about standards, it's actually a protection. It's a protection. The reason why we don't go to the movie house, because the devil has got a trap that is laid there before us. The reason why we don't participate in worldly amusements is because the devil's got a trap laid there before us. Because he knows that if he could just get you one time to go and to go and to see and to participate in one of those traps that he has laid, he knows that he's got you. He knows that he's got a hook in your jaw and then he's going to continue to pull he's going to continue to pull until you have no strength but you have been laid again and you need that, that temptation and that thing is driving you once again I want you to know that devil don't give up I said that devil don't give up but thank God it will take a stand and we will not make a covenant and a peace treaty with the enemy that we can be victorious in an ungodly in an unrighteous world It was the men of Gabish Gilead. And you've got to understand that God's people, God's people are not a weak people. God's people are not uh, a jellyfish backbone people. But God's people have got a backbone. God's people, I mean, they stand for what's right. Gabish Gilead, they were there. They were just living... They were enjoying themselves, but they had lost all contact with Jehovah. They had broken the covenant with the Lord God. I want you to know God will not break a covenant with you. You break the covenant with God. God never leaves you. You leave God. God never lets go of your hand. You let go of His hand. I said God never lets go of your hand. You let go of God's hand. And so the men of Gabish Gilead, they had realized, hey, the men of, of the Ammonites, they have surrounded us. And the king, King Nahash, he's getting ready to take our lights out. He's getting ready to come in. He's getting ready to thrust all of our young boys. He's getting ready to take all of our women. He's getting ready to take all of our girls. We cannot stand up before him. And I want you to know so many of us, when the devil comes up to us, we think, oh no, I can't make it. I cannot defeat him. I'm too weak. I can't, I don't have a backbone to stand. And so like the men of Gabish, they said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Nash. We're too weak. We cannot handle the battle strategy. 
guarantee. We'll make a covenant with you. We'll make a peace treaty with you. If you don't destroy us, we'll, we'll, we'll be servants unto you. Just don't kill us. Just don't take our children. Just don't take our wives from us. And so they said, we'll make a, a peace treaty with you. We'll make a covenant with you on one condition. And that one condition, Brother Elder, is let us thrust out all your right eyes. Let us take those right eyes from all of you men. I want you to know, the devil had a trick up his sleeve. He understood, if I could just get their eyes, if I could just get their right eye plucked out, then when they go to battle against us, they will be in no trouble. I want you to know, you may be saying, well, I don't understand. I don't know what you're getting at. Let me tell you, we do not understand it because we do not see it. It was in those days, they did not have artillery like we have. They didn't have those submachine guns. They had a spear, they had a sword, they had a shield. There wasn't very many of those in those days that were left-handed warriors. They all fought with their right hands. They had a sword in their left, right hand. They had the shield in their left hand. And can you imagine as a warrior would go forth in the battle, they usually had a, a shield that was going from the, from the bottom of their knee to the top of their head. And it was their left hand that held that, that shield in front of them for protection over their vital parts thus their left eye was actually covered by the shield and so when they went into the battle they used their right eye to see the enemy as they would go forth with a sword or with a spear but if the enemy was able to pluck out their right eyes then when they went to battle they would have to switch hands with the shield because their right eye would be blinded to the enemy so and thus they would have to use the left high in battle and they would be awkward to stand against the enemy with a shield or with a spear and a sword in that left hand. The enemy tonight would like to pluck out your eye of faith. He would like to come at you and begin to chip away at those things that you stand for because he's actually out to destroy your walk with God. He's actually out to destroy your life. I want you to know tonight when you give in to the devil, when you let down on your standards, don't believe for one second and the devil's going to leave you alone. He's going to come at you until he can totally destroy your life. Kabish, Kabish Gilead, don't believe the devil. Don't believe your enemy. They're not going to stop by just plucking out your right eye. But they're just going to start. Because once they got that right eye out, they're going to continue. And you may lose a few toes. They may cut off your big toe. So it's hard for you to find that stability. They'll take maybe your, your thumbs off of your hands. So that it's hard for you to hold a sword in the palm of your hand. They won't stop there. But next they'll come and try to cut off a kneecap. Then they'll try to come and maybe take off an arm. I want you to know the devil tonight he is very tricky in his schemes that he'll use against you he's wanting you to let down on your holy standards he's wanting you to let down on the standards that you hold right now so dear to your heart why? because he wants an inroad into your soul because he wants to destroy you he wants you he wants to kill you Don't think for one moment that that alcoholic on Skid Row, don't think that the devil is his best friend. But as that drunkard walks, the devil, as he chuckles, 
And as he laughs, he says, ha, ha, I got you right where I want you. When you begin to fall for the tricks of the devil, the devil begins to laugh. He begins to ridicule you. Nahash said this, oh, yes, if we could pluck out their right eyes, we'll lay them a reproach amongst all of Israel. Everyone will look upon them and they'll say, well, I knew they weren't really what they said. You just give. I really knew that they weren't all the amount tried to make it look like they were. Oh, yeah. They called themselves holy rollers. They called themselves the church of the living God. But look at them now. They're just like everybody else. They're going to all the places that we go to. Oh, yes. That's the scheme of the devil. If he can allow, if he can get you to let down, if he can get you to lay aside some treasures, some, some uh, faith, that you hang on to I want you to know that devil will begin to chip away he'll begin to take everything that he can from you because the devil is wanting to destroy your soul they said they said just give us seven days and if we can't find anyone to come to help us then we'll give in We'll make a peace treaty with you. We'll give in. We'll make a peace treaty with our enemies. Sister, elder, would you come? That's what the devil wants you to do tonight. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Just to give up. Just to say, well, it's not me. Oh, yeah. That we stand tonight. So the men of Gabus sent out messengers, and those messengers went forth. And as they went into all of Israel, they went into Gibeah. Oh, Saul! Saul! That's where Saul's at. He's in Gibeah. And I know Saul hears about it. Maybe he'll do something about it. I mean, hey, Samuel just anointed him king. I mean, he just, he's been spreading the word out that Saul is the man that God is, is wanting his people to have as their king. And so the messengers went out trying to find somebody that would come for their defense. <laughs> oh, yes, the enemy. The enemy's come. The enemy's knocked on the door of your house. He's knocked on the door of your home. He's saying, let me in. Let me in. You know, one of the first things the devil will get at He'll try, to, he'll try to come into your mind. He'll try to cause you to have some thoughts. He'll try to cause evil imagination to come upon you. Paul said, casting down imagination in every evil thought. He said, and bringing it under the subjection of the Lord. And as the devil begins to knock upon your door, as he wants to come in, as he's trying to get a foot into the door, thank God, for those that come to the house of God 
And as they sit upon the pew, and as a preacher gets behind the pulpit and starts preaching about what you got to do to be saved, starts preaching about holy living, starts preaching about you can't, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't go there, because if you go there, the devil's got a trap laid for you. Thank God for the individual that says, I know, I know, preacher, the devil's trying to hawk tie me, the devil's trying to cause me to backslide, the devil's trying to get me to throw in the towel. But thank God when the preacher gets behind the pulpit and begins to preach, thank God for repentance. That when I feel I failed God, I can come to an altar and I can ask God, God, help me in the midst of my weakness. Thank God for the preacher that he gets to preach about sin. Thank God. Thank God for the individual that say, Preacher, thank God for my preacher that'll preach to me about what I gotta do to live for God. No peace treaties with the enemy. I said, there's no peace treaties with the devil. There's no peace treaties with the devil. You've got to get your mind made up. I said, you've got to get your mind made up. You've got to get your foot on the rock. I said, you've got to get your foot on the rock. And my mind's made up. I got my mind made up, God. I've got my foot on the rock. And my mind's made up. Go up through the lonely valley. Go drink from the bitter cup. When the devil comes and I'll control me an easier way. I stand right square on my feet. I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. I walk through a lonely valley, I drink from a bitter cup. When the devil comes, I can show me an easier way. I stand right, sweat on my feet, I throw my head in the air, I look him straight in the eye. I set my foot's on the rock, and my mind's made up. I got my feet on the rock, Don't give it up. and my mind's made Don't give it up. No peace treaties with the devil. No peace treaties with the devil. When the devil comes a knocking, so it an easier way. I'll stand right flat on my feet. I'll throw my head in the air. I'll look him straight in the eye. I'll say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Oh, what? You've got your mind made up tonight. When the devil comes and knocks, devil coming up and I'm not going to stand right flat on my feet. I'll throw my head in the air. Oh, hallelujah. I cut my foot off the rock and my mind's made up. Somebody needs to give notice to the devil tonight. Somebody needs to tell the devil, devil, I've got my foot on the rock. Oh, hallelujah. And my mind's made up. I got my foot on the rock. And my mind's made up. I'll walk through the lonely valley, Lord, I'll drink from the bitter cup. When the devil comes and I'll control me, either way, I'll stand right 
Straight on my feet, I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's faded. Oh, what the church? I have. I want the church now. City. Devil, if you will leave me alone, if you will just, you know, leave me alone, then, then I will shut my mouth and I won't witness to anybody. If you would just take away the sorrow and the hurt that you have put within my heart, then devil, when I go to church, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be calm and I'll just sit on a pew and I'll just, I'll just fold my arms and I'll just play patty cake and I just, I, I, I won't, I won't worship God with all my heart if you'll just, if you'll just calm down just a little bit on, 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 and, and torment me and cause an old, whole havoc in my home. Devil, we'll make a peace treaty right now. I'll sign the dotted line. Thank God for the one that says, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's no peace trees with the devil, there's no peace treaties with the devil, don't ever think if you make a peace treaty with the devil that you will ever come out on top, don't ever think that you're going to get the upper hand with <laughs>